welcome to Unleashing Sister Saints, a podcast focused on strengthening women's faith in Jesus Christ and helping them wrestle through the sometimes complex gender and cultural dynamics in the church. I'm Dr. Susan Madsen, a global expert in women and leadership, a mom of four, and a devoted member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I love the word unleash, and I use it often. Now, in each episode, I include research, personal experiences, and a challenge to help you feel freed to bring your whole self to the Lord's work. This week's episode revolves around how to give effective feedback. Now, I mentioned this a couple episodes ago, so I thought I'd jump in and do it. So it might be different than some of the other episodes. So we are socialized as girls and women not to be direct and clear with our feedback. And particularly in the church, we respond with soft and non-directness because that's what women do. Because we're supposed to be kind and compassionate and loving. And all of us are the same exactly, right? Wrong. So we often say, you are wonderful. You're great. These surface level kinds of things. But what we know from the research is that really doesn't change much to help us become better, to help those we influence be better. It's nice, and sometimes it's not a bad thing to hear, but it doesn't actually help us change behavior. And those are things that are important. We need to learn how to receive feedback better and give feedback better in the workplace, but also in the home with our relationships, in the church, and all kinds of things. So let me give you a little taste of a two-hour workshop that I give on building, delivering, and receiving feedback. So first, I want you to think about this. What are your initial thoughts and feelings when you hear the word feedback? So think about that. Oftentimes, people get nervous. They don't like it because we think of negative feedback, right? We don't even think of positive feedback. And oftentimes, as women, especially in the church, because we're so socialized that humility looks a certain way, that we get nervous even when people give us positive feedback. We don't want to hear it. It makes us uncomfortable, but definitely negative feedback. Now, if you don't have that reaction, you were probably raised in a home that knew more practiced different things in, in terms of feedback, but most of us don't like feedback. But what we know from the research is it can be a gift if done well. Actually, the word feedback, feed, means nourish, feed, sustain, foster. And back means to move something back, to sustain or support. So feedback is really to nourish, sustain, and support. It can be positive. And there are all kinds of links between, I study leadership, so leadership effectiveness, and leaders who actually look for opportunities to receive feedback. And there's also a link between people who have higher self-confidence and those who are open to receiving and giving constructive feedback. So when feedback is given in a more direct and specific way, it is more likely that people who receive it are motivated to begin, continue, or stop behaviors that affect performance. And I know I'm using words that sound like they're in the workplace, but even with our kids want to help them begin, continue, or stop behaviors that affect their performance and effectiveness in whatever they're doing. So this is often challenging one-on-one. -on -one. We're not used to giving feedback positive, but sometimes surface in the church in terms of our callings or different things. People get nervous with feedback, so we 
skirt it. When in reality, when we ask most people, do you want to perform better? We want to know if we're doing something that isn't effective. And so it's interesting to look at that. Oftentimes we do things that are indirect when we can develop direct feedback relationships. I have that with my staff. Sometimes I have to work with people because I'm so direct with things, but then they give direct feedback to me and that helps us all do better. So a few common mistakes with feedback, and then I'll give you the model. 10 common mistakes. The feedback judges individuals, not their actions. Like you are too, you need to be too. Feedback is vague. Like you're so great. You're a great leader. You did a great job. That's actually not super helpful feedback. Three, the feedback speaks for others. People are telling me that you do this or this or this. Four, negative feedback gets sandwiched between positive messages. That way has been taught for years and years, but it's found not to be effective. Five, the feedback is exaggerated, like you always. Six, it psychoanalyzes the motives behind the behavior. So like, I'm sure it was your divorce, or I'm sure that you're burned out. So we just don't want to psychoanalyze. Seven. When feedback goes on too long, that's not as effective. Eight, the feedback implies a threat of some kind. Nine, the feedback uses inappropriate humor, like sarcasm. And then sometimes we do give feedback in the form of a question, especially as women in the church, to just be softer. We are socialized to be soft and not direct. So let me now give you the SBI feedback model. S stands for situation, B behavior, I impact. Let's start with S. What was the situation where the something occurred? Here's some examples in the workplace. Yesterday morning while we were walking to the meeting, last Friday in our monthly meeting, in the email you sent this morning, if you're talking to your kids about cleaning the bathroom, a few hours ago when you cleaned the bathroom, when you talked to your sister a few minutes ago, that's the situation. That's pretty clear. So S is situation. It's the B that's tricky. Describe the behavior. The most common mistake happens when judgments are communicated using adjectives that judge or describe a person, not the person's behavior. Here's a few examples. Consider this. He was rude during the meeting. That's actually not describing the behavior. That's a judgment on the behavior. So here's a way to describe the same thing using a behavior. He spoke at the same time another person was speaking. Here's another example. She was engaged during the small group discussion. That is actually a judgment. We don't want to do that. Another way to say that with behaviors would be she leaned forward in her chair. She wrote notes after someone spoke. She repeated some of the things that other people said. Those are the behaviors. Here's the last one. She seemed bored. Here's, that's a judgment. Here's the behavior. She yawned, rolled her eyes, looked out the window. You want people to know what was it exactly that they did, not just a judgment on their behavior. So these use verbs to describe a person's behavior. So the focus is on the actual behavior, not the judgment as to what the behavior meant. 
Are you following me? So there are some words. I want you to tell me are these behaviors. Overconfident, aggressive, arrogant, good team player, productive, decisive. Are they behaviors? Actually, no, none of them are behaviors. They're adjectives. Behaviors are the actions. The things I just said are adjectives to, that describe the person, not the actions. So that's the trickiest one. Think about that. So again, S is situation, B is behavior. And of course, we have to look at body language, all kinds of things. I'm just moving through this pretty quick. So the impact is the third. We need to relay the impact that the other person's behavior had on you, not our organization or someone else, but you specifically. So here's a few examples of how to put all of those together. Two in the workplace here. Lori, this morning in the hallway, there's the S, you asked for my opinion about decisions to start a new program. You often ask me to join a group at lunch as well. That makes me feel included and part of the team. Did you get the SBI there? Here's one more. Kelly, in our team meeting yesterday, you kept your voice at an even tone. Even when one of your peers questioned your numbers, you held out your hand with your palm up several times. I really felt at ease with your delivery. So you could do this with your kids cleaning the bathroom a few hours ago when you were cleaning the bathroom and then do the behavior. This is what I observed, basically. I'm not going to give you an example exactly right now, but then I felt that's the I. So think about SBI, situation, behavior, and the impact. So I know that's kind of crazy, but I want you to practice that. So this is your challenge. Practice the SBI, situation, behavior, and impact. The more that we are direct in terms of what situation, what was the behavior, the more people will know. And this is for positive feedback too. Like what exactly am I proud of you for instead of being so general? When we do that, means that people are more motivated to begin, continue, keep going, stop behavior if we're really good. And we can practice a lot by giving just positive feedback, giving someone specifics of what they did specifically to help them know what to keep doing. This is really a growth mindset strategy as well. So that's your challenge. Practice the SBI as much as you can do it to get better and better. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unleashing Sister Saints. This is Dr. Susan Madsen, and I'm devoted to unleashing the positive impact of Sister Saints on the world. <music>